So guys, I've never been the type of person who plays a ton of games on my phone, but WGT, World Golf Tour, is definitely the exception, and it has a lot to do with the tournaments that we play on the DNVR Country Clubs on WGT over the weekends. This past weekend, we had the DNVR Masters Tournament, a closest to the whole challenge. A shout out to all of the sub 300 members. You guys know who you are. But WGT is a ton of fun, and we host tournaments there every weekend, and we hand out prizes too. All you have to do to be eligible is download WGT from dnvrgolf.com, search for the DNVR4 Country Club, the DNVR4 Country Club. Yes, we have four country clubs full of DNVR members playing WGT. And then when you finish the tournament next weekend here, just screenshot your scorecard and reply to the pin tweet on the DNVR Sports account or you can email it over to us at info at the dnvr.com and we'll pick a winner from those. So WGT, it's super fun. You can compete against me, Adam, vote the entire DNVR community. Download WGT, the official gaming partner of DNVR today. There we go. There we go. Writing pilot and shotgun, man. It's, it's, it's difficult. Welcome You're versatile. Everybody. Personal. Very versatile. Very it's versatile. amazing you're able to pilot this into the side of a mountain with such precision. <laughs> <laughs> Very dark, Eric. Are you a little uh, are you feisty today? Is this uh we have a, I might be feisty. I'm not sure. Let's find is Nux here? Is this what's, what's happening? I think I see Nux here. Uh, welcome in, everybody, to the DNBA show, the final show before our draft show, which is tomorrow, 5 o'clock. We're going to be live from like 5 to 9, maybe 10. Who knows? We're going to be live for a very long time, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> Hanging out, all-star cast. You're not going to want to miss it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, best way to watch it. I'm Adam Matez. I'm joined by the all-star cast, seated right to the right of me. It is Ace Ventura. Oh, is that me? Because of the shirt and stuff? Uh, it would definitely not be either me or Eric, that's for sure. <laughs> um... Hey, TJ says my hair is phenomenal. BSN McBride. Wow. Is <laughs> it the old Periscope name? Look at that. Uh, we will throw it up here. There it is. BSN McBride. Uh, and then seated down uh, below us here, it's a uh, man with the wind in his hair, Harrison Wind. I'm excited for the uh, final Drew Holiday podcast ever. This will be the last <laughs> oh, time Drew Holiday's name is ever uttered on our show. So soak it in. So good. <laughs> that's some magnum vibes up here. That's not my core. It's so true. I love it. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the grumpy one. Uh, you know him as D. Lyco. With the H. I mean, you were grumpy for like three seconds, and so now. How do you feel like grumpy. I was grumpy? I was just building off of your joke. What, what the hell am I? What's up, guys? I'm. I'll get over my grumpiness, I guess. It wouldn't be uh, the Nugget DNVR Nuggets podcast if I wasn't being abusive to my. Uh, you are like a, you are like <laughs> remarkably a abusive. A bully, I was yeah. just telling. I was telling these guys. I went back and listened to a bunch of the shows. Adam, the one through line, Adam, very abusive. Harrison guys, gets abused. Yeah. This, <laughs> like this when, is an abusive relationship and we're all complicit. That's, guys, that's the uh, worst part about it. Did you guys see that uh, Michael Jordan documentary? <laughs> you guys, uh, what'd you guys learn? You like, you look, learn at, look at me. Look yeah. at me. I'm, that, I'm Scott Burrell. <laughs> You're all Scott Burrell. This is a team full of Scott Burrells. Uh, all right, so today, guys, we are. This is the eve of the NBA draft, which is the biggest day of the year for the NBA. I mean, it really is. It's not the NBA finals. It's not all that stuff. It's the draft because this is where teams are made, trades happen, and so we're going to prepare for that with a bunch of what ifs, including a crazy what if. James Harden, he's on the market. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Oh, look at Eric. He's already, he's already <laughs> excited. That's why he's grumpy. He's like, I don't want to. I know. Yeah, I'm grumpy because I read the title of the show. <laughs> but before we get there, guys, I mean, this is some big news. We've been talking about this for weeks. Eric, you always mention this. That you hate this time of year because we always talk it. about things for weeks and weeks and every angle, and then they don't happen. And it's like, well, what were we doing? And that's what happened last night. The Milwaukee Bucks pulled the trigger on an enormous deal and land Drew Holiday. They won the Drew Holiday sweepstakes, and they got it for the low, low price of... Their just, entire team. Just about everything. So they gave away Bledsoe, George Hill, three first-round draft picks, two pick swaps, that's a hefty price. I mean, I think the Nuggets equivalent of that same deal probably would have been Gary Harris, Monte Morris, three first round picks and two pick swaps or two first round picks, bull bull and two pick swaps. I mean, that's that would be an enormous deal. Um, the one thing to note before I, I turn it over to you guys is that the picks that were traded are kind of deep future picks. 
the the I, I believe the Bucks retain their own picks for the next two seasons, which allows them this opportunity to kind of yep. replenish and and maybe continue to build a contender. Harrison, I go to you first here, but when this news came through, what was your initial reaction to it? Well, it seemed like a lot for Drew Holiday, definitely way more than we had ever thought that he would garner in a potential trade. But if you're the Bucks, you got to make this deal. This is the trade for the future of your yeah. franchise, yeah. you know? This is the trade that could potentially keep Giannis in Milwaukee on his next contract. So it's almost like no amount of future picks would have been too many uh, because there's like no Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis. So it, it was really uh, – it was a huge trade for Milwaukee. It was a trade they had to make, to be honest. So I'm, I, I'm getting updated here. It is red. I, I was pulling it up as we as we were talking. They got Indiana's 2021 pick and then the, our 2020 pick. Let me see. Pull it up here. 2020 pick. So this year. And then they got the rest of them are 2024 and beyond. So they do. Like I said, the Bucks are going to have a little bit of flexibility. They are going to be, I believe, hard capped. They're not they're going to have to sign a bunch of very, very cheap contracts now to fill out this year's roster. But at least going forward, they have some draft picks or draft capital to maybe try to build around it. Um, Vote. What was your feeling when it came through? Man, I think both things are true here. So there's a camp of what were the Bucks supposed to do and a camp of that's too much for Drew Holiday. Um, and, and both of these things are correct. I think like you can't – it's not a great job, I think, by an organization if you feel like you have to pay 200% value on a non-all-star just to keep your franchise player around. Right. Like that's not a great thing. Um, on the flip side, what is Milwaukee supposed to do? Not try to keep Giannis? I assume they made not just this Drew deal, but also that Bogdanovich deal with the the idea in mind that Giannis, if not a commit, not a verbal commitment, is almost certain to come back now. Um, and so, yeah, if it's to keep Giannis, you have to be aggressive. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Complain about your small market woes at, right. if you didn't even try? Um, so yeah. I, I think both of these, it's, it's a lot for Drew. Well, what were the Bucks supposed to do? And I think they're a better team today than they were you, yesterday. You don't throw a Hail Mary on first down in the first quarter, right? This is – like the we're Nuggets good. are probably heading into the third quarter. The um, Bucks are on the final drive of the fourth quarter. Like they're just – there's a little bit more of a desperation there and that's why. So, Eric, what about you, man? Yeah, it's uh, – like this is a move you make as a general manager when you're like – you just think you're like, well, if this doesn't work, I'm gone anyway. So who cares? Like in four years, because the next regime will be the one that pays for this. This is like, this is like classic uh, economics where you just kick a can way down the road and you're like, ah, oh, we'll deal with that later. It's fine. <laughs> but when it, the 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 lack of continuity that exists in almost every front office, like. <clears throat> I mean, it's like exactly what <laughs> Daryl Morey did on the way out. He's like, oh, what, the- what if we just trade absolutely everything? And then he gets fired. He's like, man, now he's in Philadelphia. Like, man, the Rockets are screwed. <laughs> That's terrible. But exactly. I mean, you have to keep Giannis. I, the Nuggets could not have made this deal. Um, it's, and it, it is funny. Like, we just spent a million hours talking about Drew Holiday. It just evaporates in one tweet. You're like... And three weeks are gone. So now let's bring on the Kevin Love talk. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever else is next. Yeah. I'll be honest, guys. My feeling when I saw it come across before I even saw the terms was a little bit of relief. And I I, look, I might grow to regret that relief, right? Like it wasn't like I'm 100% confident in this. But even before I saw the terms, my thought was I just thought it was going to cost too much for Denver before I even knew the price. And then when I saw that price, I'm like, oh, well, of course, Denver. It was impossible, in my opinion, that they could have pulled a trigger on such a similar deal. Mike Singer, the Denver Post, says he knows that the Nuggets front office was blown away at the price of Drew Holiday, meaning they weren't even close. They were whatever they were offering was significantly less than that, and they were never going to match it, which is also why the deal got done yesterday and not tomorrow at the you know at the trade deal. I mean, I'm sure Milwaukee got that offer and was like, yeah, it's not getting better. But but it does seem like, Adam, and, and we should clarify, like by all accounts, they're heavily reported here as strong favorites right up until the moment the Bucks swept Correct. in. So yeah. Their, their offer was not even close to the Bucks, but that's not to say they weren't trying or weren't aggressive. This right. is all that the Bucks came way right. over the top yeah. at the last second. And the other, the other thing about this, like tr- these trades is people are like, why didn't the Nuggets match them? It's like, I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe the Bucks just wanted or maybe they wanted the other the Pels just like the other package. Maybe they like Drew Well, that's actually a thing I heard was like, yeah, the Nuggets were really surprised that he went to Milwaukee, but also that the report that the Pels want to trade him to the East 
was was actually real and like right. they, they really did want to do that they did not want to keep him in the west and trade him to denver if they had the choice uh, and you know new orleans from their perspective now they have i believe eight first round draft pick i can't remember the exact number but they have quite a few um here in the next coming years i imagine you look at those more as what can they do to build quicker i don't i think when you look at oklahoma city you think okay they're probably going to trade some of those 17 first they have over the next seven years but a lot of those are going to be they want to draft they have a long timeline i think new orleans may be a little bit more urgent on that front just because you know um brandon ingram's already on his second contract zion williamson's already a year into this so um they might be a little bit more urgent but um yeah, I just look. Drew Holiday would have been great for Denver at a very specific price. I just don't know. Um, so I see the squ- Broncos squatch here. Leave this one up. W- Wiz and Rockets liking uh, where they're sitting with Beal and Harden after that haul that New Orleans got. Yes and no. I've seen this take a lot. And here's the thing: the reason that Drew Holiday commanded so much wasn't because Drew Holiday is is worth that. It's that they there was a team in Milwaukee that was just. You know, desperate. They had to do it. You know, like right. If you like, saw, I, w- I would love to know what the second best offer for Drew Holiday was. Maybe it was the Nuggets offer. You and, know? Yeah, and it's and it's not even just that. If you have a glass of water in the desert, and there's someone coming to you that is dying of thirst, you could sell them that water for a hundred dollars. That doesn't mean the water's worth a hundred dollars. And every you go back into the city and now sell it. It's just you had this very specific. <laughs> Adam's a, Adam's a capitalist. Yeah. 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 You see somebody dying. Look, they're going to live or they're going to die. It's their call. No, I'm just kidding. So this is this is what happened with Milwaukee. So that price was a little inflated because as you guys mentioned, Milwaukee only gets a Giannis every 20 years and they've had good luck at finding superstars, but 20, 30 years, you only get a Giannis like that often. They have them. They almost didn't have them. And it's like, hey, we'll do anything it takes to not let this thing die. And even if that means mortgaging the, the distant future, we'll do it. So I don't know. So the the answer is maybe there's another desperate team one year from now or four months from now. It's very likely. That's my other takeaway from this is I see a lot of people on the timeline and I would say, there's a certain type of of cover of people that cover and look. There's no right or wrong way to cover the Nuggets, in my opinion. You can have the, sure you can is. be the Debbie Dell. Well, there's, there's there's ways I personally don't care for it. I think most people don't care for it. But look, saying there was the take of like clearly Denver doesn't want to win. Like oh, the Bucks are showing they care about winning, and the Nuggets are not. And it's like okay, the Nuggets you just have- love Gary Harris so much they couldn't get. The Bucks, the Pels demanded Gary Harris. The Nuggets clearly told him to fuck right off. Oh, I, I love that forever. take. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the five first round picks. It was the Gary right, Harris. Right. The Nuggets were like, "Hey man, we just can't." They're like, it's "What? <laughs> you burn in hell." Yeah. No, but um, I can't even remember where I was going. <laughs> this is too far off the rails for me. Um, I don't know. Denver, you know, there's still there's still a lot of avenues for them to make this work. And and oh, here's where I was going. Right now. It was Drew Holiday and maybe James Harden and maybe it's, you know, somebody else. To me, I see people saying like there was a lot of tweets last night around midnight from people going like this league, right? Hashtag this league or (laughs) unbelievable. And I'm at the point where this Harden stuff, the the Drew Holidays, all all these rumors, I'm just like, it doesn't, I'm not so, I expect it. I just expect it. Um, it's it's lost a little bit of the novelty of me being like, you remember when DeAndre Jordan was locked in a room and we're all like, oh, this league, it's crazy. Yeah, that was, was kind of like, awesome though. He was it was. In the house. It absolutely was. was. <laughs> but now I just assume it. Like, right. so. And my point is, right now it's Drew Holiday, it's James Harden. Maybe another name will arise we don't see coming. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, who knows? But next year it'll be another name and there's this isn't the last opportunity for denver to to make a move that brings somebody in there's just always going to be a player this is the new nba there's always going to be some disgruntled player with a year or two left on their deal and should denver decide to move on at that point they they will still have an opportunity to do it sorry yeah um there definitely will be and there have been past players who have come up like the Kawhi leonard's the kyrie irving's the jimmy butler's that denver might have been able to go get the thing that hurts about drew holiday though is that i feel like he's been the best potential fit for this roster where it's currently at next season than really any of those previous guys. Like, I don't know if you could find a guy that's not only gettable, but just a guy who's the perfect piece next to Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic for next season. I I was sold on Drew Holiday's fit. I I know there will be more guys that come up, but I don't know if they'll be as seamless of a potential fit as Holiday would have been. Although not gettable. Right, right. Not gettable. And as much as I think you're right, Harrison, about comparing him to Kevin Love, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, like these are the names that have popped up that Denver has – you know, I, I also saw the take of like Denver 
always the second best offer, huh? Like never going to pull the trigger. Like, okay, whatever. But like, if you would have got people criticize them for not getting Dwayne Wade, well, that worked out in Denver's benefit. It'll not getting Dwayne Wade allowed for them to grow. Kevin Love, I think that would have been a disaster. Like, come on, Paul Millsap was a was great fit for Denver. You know, and Denver made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. I don't know what they do that with Kevin Love. So you look at some of these moves and say what whatever. Drew Holiday, I think, was the best of those. But I still think that there's a, players out there that might actually end up being better. I mean, maybe a like Clay Thompson becomes available for, before long. Maybe a Paul George. I know Paul George right now is very la- low Q score. But guess what? <laughs> Can you imagine if we ended with Paul George. I think it'd be great. Are you kidding me? I think it'd be I know, great. but no. just the irony. Of, the oh, irony would be irony. Be because much. here's the thing: Paul George isn't that guy. He's not the guy that's like, all right, he's going to step up and win. He's going to hit the side of the backboard. But Someone guess what? Tell him Denver has two guys of that already. What they need is a Paul George that could be a steady 20-point-per-game scorer, defender, this or that. So maybe a year from now, that's where this this lands. I'm just saying there's always a guy, and I don't think Denver's running out of chances. I think the real appeal in Drew to me is do I think Drew was the home run piece? No, right. but you yep. didn't. It looked for a long time like you weren't going to have to take a home run swing to get him. So right. it was yep. adding Drew Holiday to the core without touching yeah. the core. And in my opinion, I think Wynn felt the same. I know I saw this a lot from Ryan Blackburn. To me, it was like, that's a winning move. If it if it's a couple of firsts and Gary and Monte, I think you do it. But at the end of the day, the Bucks just took this out of their hands. To get him, it would have taken a home run offer. And I'm not convinced that Drew is that guy that you push all the chips in. And so that's that. Uh, yeah. You clean your hands of it and you move on. Yeah, I mean, they probably did offer that. They, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they even matched what they could in that in that Bucks offer. You just can't – They it, there's no absolute – absolutes versus first, relatives. Like if the Pels like one offer, they pick it. That's the end of it. Like that's, And firsts are still valuable. Like it's really easy to send a snarky tweet and sort of frame it just as that's like – so easy. Oh, you, it's actually you want literally the easiest first. thing you can do in um, life. It's even easier yeah, now to send a snarky fleet. Oh, cool. Look, you traded three Thon McCurs. But like I would like people to know that literally every single good basketball player that's ever existed – was once drafted. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like the draft picks matter and they are assets. And, you know, look, these are further down the line for the Bucks. Well, maybe that's good news for the Pelicans. Maybe that's three, four years when Drew's gone. Giannis is gone. The Bucks are in full rebuild mode oh, totally. and these become super yeah. valuable picks. So it was a hefty offer. Um, maybe not if it, like if you're worried about Giannis leaving, but Denver's not in that position. Right. And so that's just too much. Yeah. yeah what, 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 like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Eric. I was going to say, like, this to me is is now manifesting sort of like the way we were talking about how um, people are going to be making these big – it seems like the trades we've seen so far have been, like, overpays in, in the in the sense of, like, too, too many assets going one direction or the other because people are not wanting to spend American U.S. dollars. They, they have these valuable things called draft picks, which exist in the future, and so you can, like – you know, the, the weird way that the economy is right now, like I, I can just imagine that <clears throat> trades will happen and they will feel lopsided just because that is worth more now than than them wanting to actually get, you know, real money on the books in that way. Yeah. yeah. With, what, I heard, free, what, I, free agents. what I heard from one uh, nugget source was that the Bucks backs were against the wall. Ours weren't against the wall. Like yeah. the Nuggets have... Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray locked under contract, you know, for the next four seasons. Their window is going to be open for for a while. The Bucks had to make this move for for the sake of their franchise, man. They, their backs were against the wall. I'll tell you what, man. The Bucks did really break my heart yesterday, but it wasn't Drew Holiday. It was Bogdanovich. Yep, they got the touch. the move we got to talk about. That was the move. That was the move. Such a bummer. By the way, I. I knew the internet would call me out for framing that incorrectly somehow, and that's right. Forgot about undrafted players. Um, although Terrence Davis, let's not keep for Terrence yeah. Davis at the moment. Let's yeah, just he's out the club. Yeah, he's, he's out, out the club. club. He's out the club. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. On the other side, though, we're going to get to some what ifs, including the title of this one. Everybody, uh, people are about to bring out the tomatoes. They love it. What if the Nuggets excited. trade for James Harden, guys? Oh, that reminds me. I need to go get some After tomatoes. the break, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, week ten of football is in the books, guys. Let's t- let's review the tape. Let's get ready for week 11 there's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app to add to the excitement of week 11 DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't miss offer head to their app store now you don't want to miss this they are giving all new users the chance to earn a sign up bonus up to $1,000 
when signing up using promo code DNVR. Very important. When you sign up, you have to use the promo code DNVR. That's the only way to get that sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Tons of awesome stuff to bet on with DraftKings. Some of these draft pop props that they have for the NBA draft are pretty fun. Um, I'm going to get to one of them when I do the pick of the, of the week here in a second. Ooh. But you can bet on the NBA draft. You can bet on college football, pro football. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But ma- uh, make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a f- deposit bonus requires 25X playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alright, let's go to the DraftKings pick of the week here. Ooh. So, I've already given one of these as a pick of the week in terms of like player draft positions. I took Obi Toppin over four and a half. I feel very good about that, actually. Oh, wow. All right, let's see uh, how I much feel very good about that. this week. I'm hopping on to make your bet. Oh, two, last two. What do you guys... Like this pick of the week pairs nicely with this weepy guitar. I like it. What do you guys think of uh, Aaron Neesmith? What do you guys think of Aaron Neesmith? Yeah, I like him. He can shoot. Yeah, he can shoot. He can shoot. And really shoot. DraftKings has this over-under player draft position as over 11 and a half. So is he going to go like below, like get get picked earlier than 11 or earlier or or after 11? I feel like this is a lock for for him to get taken after the 11th pick. Yeah, I've been seeing him mocked or higher than like – 15 anywhere. Yeah. Your Obi Toppin bet, I'm betting $20 to win $28. This is a, this is a weird one. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. You I got in, I got in on that when the odds were not this bad. Oh, wow. Obi Toppin used to be rumored as the fourth overall pick to Cleveland. That was, or to Chicago. That was not that but long the, ago. This is why they're locks. And then you put all of your money on it. Yeah, yeah, like that. There was that guy that bet fifty thousand dollars to win ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, the the odds probably moved. uh, He won ten thousand (laughs) bucks. The odds probably moved in the Ob Toppin over under because of the uh, the DNVR bump. They probably 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 screwed with the odds on that one. (laughs) So yeah, for this DraftKings pick of the week, I'm taking Aaron Neesmith to get drafted over eleven and a half. So it's get taken with the 12th picker later. The great well, comment good. here. Only one who thinks Adam looks like Bogdanovich's cousin. No, I get this a lot. All the Serbians. I'm telling you, I must be part Serbian. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Manes is actually a, it's a there's it's in Serbia. There's a name that it's in there. It's it's not that Mane. uncommon. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think they probably pronounce it different. Um, all right. You guys ready to really get crazy here with some uh, Let's do it. horrible what ifs? Now, now. <laughs> Here's the thing that's funny about this question, guys. <clears throat> How many teams currently have two top 10 players on their roster right now? Uh, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. That's one. The Lakers. And potentially the Brooklyn Nets. The, well, if at they the moment, get James no. Harden. Yeah. I don't know if there is another one. You could maybe try to argue for the Clippers, but I don't think so. Maybe I mean, the I don't Rockets. Think Paul, Paul George is out the club, man. Um, yeah, West, Westbrook. Yeah, maybe. I, I wouldn't say it. Only one. Denver could potentially have two with Jamal Murray being the third player, and he's on the rise. That player is, of course, the least likable top 10 player, maybe of all time, in James Harden. So my question is, guys, can we can we think a little bit? Just let's let's humor ourselves here for a moment. And let's just what would happen if the Nuggets went all in for James Harden? Like, what does that team look like? I think it's a really good team. To be honest, uh, I think it'd be really good. Just Murray, Harden, Jokic. Um, Pandemic P, honestly, playoff P was top 10 uh, like four months ago. He really, he's really fallen. That playoffs was really and the whole It wasn't even the playoffs. He just had like a really bad game seven. Like he, he was actually pretty solid the whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he actually he, was. You're right. Well, and then the thing about old playoff P is that um, he was – he, he revealed himself to be emotionally fragile, yeah, to be so psychologically fragile, fragile yes. when he was when he was put up in the in the bubble. It, it, the, the walls were the, the the clear 
bubble walls were closing in on him the whole time. Yeah. He, he needs a new PR for him too, man. He's he need, yeah. just can't help himself. Yeah. <laughs> Some people okay, so, not talk. Ball yeah. Game. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was I saying? Um, okay. We're, we're going we're gonna to humor here. Somebody's saying Harden would require Murray. Okay, oh, probably. Look, I'm not trying to say we can make the framework of the deal work, but let's just say Houston right now is interested in saving some money, guys. I don't know if you heard, but uh, they did. They, they could. No. Just, they, no, but I'm saying Michael Porter Bowl and then the Drew Holiday package of draft pick, every draft pick Denver has right, from now right, until right, eternity. Right. You know, something of that nature. The, the Nuggets would be a very good team. I, they'd be a top team in the West with, with Harden. Jokic and Murray, like that trio, best trio in the league, probably uh, best three man group in the league. Uh, I want to make this very clear, though. I want no part of James Harden in Denver. I don't think the Nuggets do. And they're right. Um, it would totally screw the chemistry that Denver ha- has worked over the last <laughs> four or five years to build organically. Uh, it, it would totally change Jokic up how the Nuggets play. Um, <laughs> I wonder what it would do to the locker room. It would kind of tear the Nuggets apart kind of from the inside out. They would be a great team, Maybe. but they would have no soul. They would have no heart. Um, it would be a totally different feel. And for that reason, out. I am totally out. I am 100% out on Harden coming to Denver. Well, yeah, no. I, and I don't see how this would work as a trio. I mean, there's a ton of aggregate talent, but yeah, like yeah. the Jokic and Murray two-man game is – like the usage there is through the roof. And I mean, it would just be the, you have to pick one or the other. I mean, I really don't think Murray is trying to become a purely off because a player has off ball prowess does not mean you're maximizing them. If you're paying Murray a max contract to just like stand in the corner, man, or stand on the wings. I know you like the two ball handler thing, but it's just, it's James Harden. Like his usage rate would be through the roof (laughs) and it would get further and further away from Jokic ball. Um, And I just don't think it would be very fun for Nuggets fans until they compete for slash win a title, at which point it would be super fun. <laughs> Best comment of the day so far. Garden Rock in Patagonia. <laughs> I don't know if the, uh, his style quite fits the Denver style. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts, man? What, what are you thinking here? Well, I, don't, I feel like I brought a photo up of Harden and, and uh, Westbrook that fit the Denver style pretty That's well. True. That's true. They're pretty... sitting on that, that yeah. car. Um, I mean, what a nightmare. You just described a nightmare. Like to, to James Harden... <laughs> I, although I will say this, like James Harden didn't used to be as in, like as offensively ball dominant as he is as he was allowed to be with under Dan Tony, where Dan Tony was so impressed with this little system he came up with of just shooting threes or driving, and then James Harden just dribble, 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 and then he became the point guard somehow, and it was like all really confusing. It sort of worked, but it actually all evaporated into what we all assumed it would early on. I mean, James Harden could just shoot the hell out of the ball. You know, if you could get James Harden to be um, to play like more of a traditional two, um, right. it could be like deadly. Yeah, I don't think absolutely... I, I don't I don't think Harden would it wouldn't be like Houston Harden in Denver. It wouldn't be no, just him like dribbling the ball at the three point line and just isoing or going pick and roll no, in like, possession. Like it would like, be more of a timeshare for sure. Totally. I mean, Dan Tony like just enabled like the worst qualities of James Harden and then allow you know what I mean he just like made him like the most like disgusting version of himself and just like a spoiled child like this is why there's a hedge fund manager organization because it's like there's a system that's designed to try to make things like equal then there's people that are like how can we gain this to make it not and that's what I feel like we want to believe in this basketball idea that it takes a team coming together and everybody working together then there's this other view that's like what if we just cheat everything to where one guy right. just dribbles around yeah. for a while and it's like and it almost worked it, it, yeah. in theory but it, it could work if it was just a well, but if it was just a little bit better maybe it would work I mean yeah but if, if it was a little better it would have been different, I, it would here, be different go thing. ahead but you have another thing you want to add here it's not that I don't think Harden and Jokic could make it work I just the idea of this being a trio is 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 hard for me to conceptualize and I actually don't really think that's optimal team building like would Murray's paid right now to be a high usage on ball at the moment, second best player on a title caliber team. And uh, yeah, like, or do we really think Harden's just going to slide back to a reduced role in a new city? Just like, I bet he will. I bet he does it in in Brooklyn. Okay. You know, that's the rule, right? He wants to go to Brooklyn. I'm going to talk about that aspect for briefly here, but I want to push back a little bit. Guys, it would work. Like, I'm not saying for sure it would work because of the personality part, but if you're just talking about the, like, 
aggregate skill sets and whether it would be like an unstoppable offense. I mean, the Murray Jokic totally. game is elite. The Harden Jokic game would be, in my opinion, at least as elite, if not more. I mean, probably more elite. James Harden, let's be honest, guys, he's one of the best offensive players of all time. Yep. So I think there's no question that this group of, of talents on paper in a vacuum, just playing this like fantasy basketball role, I think it could work. The question is, one, there's no chance James Harden wants to be in Denver. I mean, no chance. He wants to be in well, Come on, dude. Come on. What? It's, I mean, people want to come and be on the Nuggets and play. James game. Harden does not. James Harden does not. James Harden I can't, does not. James I can't say that with total confidence. <laughs> he couldn't even kidding. get through that. With a I'm just kidding. Yeah. What an insane thing that you have to say that James Harden doesn't want to come to Denver. Yes, we know. And so I think that you're starting off on that wrong foot right off the bat. Um, and then just like, you know, the personalities, like you said, let's be honest here. Here's the thing that concerns me. And this is the thing I don't like about this version of the NBA where players can always just go. I really do believe there's something to players learning these lessons through, you know, like the Jordan myth. I call it the myth because it, it I don't think it's 100 percent accurate, but there is some accuracy to the like he struggled. He had to learn some lessons. Phil came in and like said, hey, we got to take the ball out of your hands and, and, and bounce. And he had to learn all these harsh lessons. Right. And then they succeed. I feel like the NBA, do you feel like James Harden has learned from these last five years just from seeing his interviews and this that? Of course, we don't know. But is your opinion that? He's like, you know, I have to change as a leader and become something different because what I've done doesn't work. I know. I think he's like, you know what? The Rockets screwed me. I'm I don't think here. he's I don't think he's thought about it. To be honest. I don't think he's yeah, exactly. So, I mean, even all these comments that come out, Westbrook seems that Chris Paul seems to have all everybody that goes there seems to have this little thing with him. So I just don't know that he's going to come to Denver and be like, you know what? Jokic and Murray, they're really good. And I need to rely on them. And they're, I just don't think that's it. But yeah, if you talk about the aggregate talents, uh, there's no question about well, it. Of and course they would be the, are you, they would be the most talented team in the league. But here's my question is we keep talking about like, can Michael Porter all stay healthy and also figure it out and do this things and, and can bowl bowl do this. And all every scenario you po- point to for the nuggets requires something happening that is probably unlikely. And I don't know if saying James Harden learning the synergy and working out as a character and as a player is any less likely than saying Michael Porter is going to stay healthy for long enough for Denver to work him in and be a good culture and character fit and get along with those guys and all those other things. So and build a healthy defense around him. So I'm inclined to say no on Harden. I don't think it's realistic anyway. I just this is just fun conversation, but it's a thought experiment because it is like. It could work. You can't pair two top 10 players together and just have to gloss it over as in no way should Denver go for that. The other thing, too, is like if you do MPJ three firsts like Gary and Barton, this isn't look, this is not going to happen. But that's not like a terribly far off package. So I mean, I guess if you really like that, that's the thing about the Nuggets is, you know, with all the Drew stuff, we're tiptoeing around the Godfather offer, which Denver seems resistant to, to even sort of talk about. But they do have one. And so they're if they do decide to flip this switch, I mean, they can get in on some of these discussions. Yeah. Um, let's move on to another one. Oh, by the way, also uh, James Harden saying that one of the reasons he wants out of Houston, maybe the main reason is because Tillman Fertitta's support of Donald Trump. Just going to put this in. I don't really want to talk about this, but it isn't worth noting. First of all, I don't buy it. But this was a thing that people talked about when an NBA went on their strike during the bubble. One of the things people talked about, well, is, well, are players going to start pushing? I mean, we're doing all this stuff and they're saying, hey, we want some social change and this or that. Some of these owners don't. And are players going to start pushing back? This is at least <laughs> the first time, whether you buy it or not, it's the first time that the conversation has at least come out. But we can move on from that. Um, what if the Nuggets drafted Malachi Flynn? Malachi Flynn showing up in some draft mocks uh, lately for the Nuggets. Usually means there's something going on. Harrison? We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but how would you feel? It would probably uh, signal the end of Monte Morris's run in Denver, I would certainly think, because if you're spending a first round pick, uh, it's usually a guy that you're banking on having on your roster for four years. I mean, he's on that rookie scale contract. Um, That probably means that you're not going to extend Monte Morris, who who could get a contract extension this season and is a free agent at the end of this coming next season. So um, I feel like that would signal that Nuggets would try to move off of Monte Morris um, because Malachi Flynn projects as your prototypical backup point guard. Uh, Vote. Yeah, man, I'd be a little underwhelmed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And look, like, don't know Malachi. Don't even know if he's coming to Denver. He's definitely not watching this show. Would give him a shot. You you wait on the show. But this is not a – and Malachi, you are invited on the show if you are watching. (laughs) But, this, yeah, this is – we're not going to turn around and high-five each other after this pick. Um, And I would agree with Wind if you're doing it. 
you're probably that much closer to moving on from Monty. So, Eric, I know you don't know these guys too much, but Malachi Flynn, six foot one, really small, really skilled, like solid. he's kind of a Monte replacement. I just think he's not as good as yeah. Monte. I don't even project him to be as good as Monte, but maybe he is. Yeah, I went. I went and looked at it, looked at him after you guys were uh, trashing him. To and we're, we're like <laughs> I don't. I, I think he's a little better than we're giving him him credit for. Yeah, I don't know. I, to he's me, good. To, to me, it's like uh, the Nuggets, and and Tim Conley said as much. Like it would just signal that they think he's the best player that would be there at the right. time, whether and with no real plans for how he would fit into the to the right. um, lineup. Like they're just grab the best guy and see what happens. Like maybe he turns into a a, a trade. Maybe, you know, I don't this question here. I don't know if he's a starter in Denver. I'm pretty sure he's not. And I don't think he would be drafted to be. I don't think the Nuggets plan is to pair Jamal Murray and Malachi Flynn together going forward. I just I don't imagine that ever. Even if Malachi Flynn turns out to be the best version of himself, I just don't know that's what Denver. That's not how you construct a roster around Jokic and Murray, in my opinion. So he would be drafted to be a backup point guard. Yeah, or just to to be a a good player on the right. Just, you know, you the, the the thought of uh, we just need as many good players as possible and the rest of it will shake out like I mean you can get behind that thinking yeah for sure next one here what if the Nuggets trade for Buddy Heald a lot of people in the comments apparently this has picked up steam I, I poked around to see if it was coming from reputable sources don't re- don't really see any there but this never rumor seems like it was created in like a Twitter black hole somewhere I I yeah, cannot of, find where this rumor are. was created. Yeah. <laughs> But well, he just liked a, a Twitter post or sorry, yeah, something like that. So yeah, but let's talk about it because Buddy Hill is a great shooter. Denver great has shooter. talked a lot about um, you know needing some extra shooting. If you, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm not trying to sell him to you guys, but yeah. he scored 19 points a game last year, 20 points a game the year before. He's a 41% career shoot uh, three point shooter, and he has four seasons now of 39% or above. Um, and that's on volume. Two of those seasons, five and a half threes a game. The last two seasons, eight and nine and a half. So he shoots a lot of threes and he makes a lot of threes. Denver could use that, no? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, like, because Gary Harris would have to be in this deal. And I just think you lose a ton defensively if you've got to swap out Gary Harris's <laughs> defense for Buddy Hield. You lose a ton. And also, if you're trading for Buddy Heald, you're really committing to him for like the next four years. He's under contract for the next four years. He's making $24 million this coming season, $22.5 million the year after that, $20.5 million in 2022-2023, and then $18.5 million in 2023-2024. Substantially more like over the next two seasons than Gary Harris is making. And I don't know if it's honestly that big of an upgrade for Gary Harris. I know that might not I might I know that might sound crazy because he's so much better offensively than Gary is, but when you look at the defense, when you look at the total package, I don't know if it's that big of an upgrade. Or if, if it's an upgrade at all. Plus, is isn't Buddy Hill the like doesn't he have like a an, an unknown age? He's like, I think it's I think it's known now. Yeah, I think it it's known. It's just very old. He's like yeah, a lot yeah. older than you. He's think like he is. yeah. He's, he is like twenty eight. He'll be twenty eight in a month. So the, yeah. da- the Danny Almonte of the NBA, where he just like showed up and he's like, just kidding. I'm like five years older than you guys. <laughs> I'm actually forty one. Vote. <laughs> uh, are you out also on Buddy Hill? Yeah. Don't think Buddy Buddy Heald is too keen on like a stationary sort of three and D kind of role either. You know, not that he really has the D D part. Yeah. Yeah, not that he even has that, but I'm just saying that is three player. Right, exactly. (laughs) I think he wants to be more than that in an offense, and I don't think he would be in Denver. It's an expensive shooter that I think would probably cost you, Gary, to win's point. Um, it just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem like a logical move to me. I mean, like the you just the case for it is he's a shooter. You like shooters around Jokic, but I'm not there with Buddy. I feel like Buddy would be phenomenal offensively, and the idea oh, of Murray, amazing. Buddy, and MPJ and Jokic, and then you have Grant, and they're like that. That team leads the the, the league in offensive rating, and they every now and then they blow out a great team by 30 points, and it's just so fun. But I'm, I'm with you guys. You get down. The Nuggets fun. are in that point where it's like, would it be fun to win by 20 against the Suns? I guess the Suns are good now. The Thunder um, from time to time, like yeah, that'd be fun. But you got to start thinking about how do they beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals? And I, Buddy Hill's probably not that guy to me. To me. Um, um, what about 
Um, let's do one more before we hit another break. But Isaiah Stewart, he's been rumored. Mm. Let's say the pick has come out. The Nuggets have drafted Isaiah Stewart. Um, Eric, you want to go first on this one? I don't know anything about this guy. Uh, so that's why you're going first. Yeah, that's why you're going first. No, okay, okay well, tell, give us give us your take, Isaiah Stewart, big man, but not that tall. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about it a good amount this these last few weeks. We'll, we'll sort of yeah, this is a guy you're drafting to fill a backup big role, not projecting him to do much else. As Adam pointed out, a big that's not very tall, although um, huge wingspan though, like incredible huge wingspan and. A freak athlete, like not necessarily, you know, like strong leaping way. stuff, but just strong as hell yeah. and throws his body around. Um, so this is a guy who, who might very well be a backup five one day. And I don't think it's the end of the world to use 22 to fill that role if you if you think it's a guy who can play right away, you know, cost control. So it's it's an underwhelming pick. Um, but I think it's something Denver's going to consider strongly if he's on the board. Isaiah Stewart, by the way, A plus character guy. So like he's maybe the number one great first background. team all, all character, all background. Yeah, it's great on Isaiah Stewart for whatever that's worth. I don't know how much. Harrison, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like this could be the guy for Denver if, if he's on the board at twenty two. Uh, we've thought they might take a big guy for these last couple of weeks, and like Isaiah Stewart seems like a, a guy you could slot into that draft spot. Um, I think it's a somewhat safe pick. Like, I don't think it's going to, you know, maybe win the press conference or, or win that many headlines. But <laughs> yeah, I think Isaiah Stewart's going to be a, a really quality backup big man in this league for a while. So if you can get a quality rotation guy at 22, um, it's solid. <laughs> but pick who can't this shot's like okay as well, guys. It's okay. Yeah, well, I, I don't think we're doing we're doing cartwheels, but I've been a little scouting on him since uh, you guys mentioned him eleven seconds ago. And yeah, I see a, I see a video yeah. here that says he dominated college with an exclamation point afterwards. So sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I think he's going to be a good player. I, I think he's going to be good. He's not going to be like. Um, he's not going to like make a lot of sports center highlight reels. No nugget to, does, but I think he's going to be a really quality player. Character got Thomas Wolf drafted. Character, guys, that was 58. That was a 58th pick. We're talking about character and, and sneaky, good rebounding and underrated range. But, yeah. but, but nonetheless, yeah. I hear your point. I hear your point. Right, let's take a break on the other side. We still have, I would, I too, by the way, I'd be underwhelmed if they get Isaiah Stewart on draft night. I'd just be like, all right. I trust, I would say I trust him Conley. He's very good at this. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I personally don't see it. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of how I would feel. But Harrison, give us our last break on the other end. There's another guy kind of sneaking into the draft boards for Denver we're going to talk about. We keep hearing his name. We'll see. It's me. <laughs> it's Brendan Vogt. Just yeah. flying on draft boards. Uh, MSU Denver Online, guys. These guys have been doing the online education thing forever. They've mastered teaching college classes online. And that's especially handy now because online education is really the only option we've got for a lot of us. So why wouldn't you take a class with the guys who have been doing this type of thing forever? Uh, Check out their entire course list online, msudenver.edu backslash online. Awesome teachers. I took a class there last summer. the course content is super relevant. A lot of the teachers that you have at MSU Denver Online, they work in the field of the class that you're taking. So it's a great networking opportunity as well. Uh, so check them out today. msudenver.edu backslash online. Finally, download, subscribe to the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. An incredible podcast, incredible guests, incredible analysis, incredible content, riveting stuff on the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Subscribe, download, give it five stars today. You won't regret it. Wow, there we go. I'm going to start referring to our bumper music as Washed Jazz. Washed Jazz, I like it, man. (laughs) You guys are, I'm, I'm tweeting out something. Cool. <laughs> are you Sorry. tweeting or are you fleeting? Make, make I'm fle- oh, I was fleeting. I'm a little fleeting. Dude, I can't <laughs> believe you're you're like great music. I know. Uh, yeah. You just don't have any soul. Uh, Let's just be honest. You have no soul, brother. <laughs> uh, I got to teach you some of this. All right, so let's move on. There's a couple. We got to almost go rapid fire here because I want to get to uh, as many of these as possible. What if the Denver Nuggets trade Monte Morris and the 22nd pick, but they get Maxi now? This one, I think, is unlikely. I think it would cost more. But, you know, guys rise and fall. So maybe Maxi falls a little bit and he's available, but it's going to cost a little to move up. Harrison? 
it'd be exciting. Uh, I'd be excited to watch Tyrese Maxey for sure. Um, it, it, it's tough because you're going from a guy at backup point guard in Monte Morris, who's just the staple of consistency. And you just know what you're getting all the time. Rarely turns the ball over, not erratic plays within the offense. And then you go to Maxie, who's kind of like uh, <laughs> this wild card who is just like the opposite and wild you know, shot out of a looks for a shot a lot. Super yeah. electric player, like probably going to be one of the faster players in the league. Super um, electric, yeah, for sure. But like, he's going to be a super, like, really exciting guy to watch. So uh, it'd be fun, but um, it, it kind of make me a little uneasy too. It does feel like Monte's floor is really good backup point guard, and his ceiling is really, really good backup point guard. And then yeah. Maxi is like. You know, maybe like a fringe star. Or oh maybe yeah, Max, like Maxi out, has like not good. Yeah, Maxi has a little bit of star potential, no doubt. Yeah. And he uh, would line up with my draft strategy when in doubt, draft a guy from Kentucky. So <laughs> that's a really good one. And his yeah. his defense is legit. He's got he's like, got a star potential he's, for sure. His, he has star defense, and what I mean by that is I like watching him play defense. Some guys are just good, but in a boring way. He's like he's so quick, man. Like he just sometimes he does the cool type of stuff where he's shadowing a guy and he can't get around him. Um, Bo. Can't imagine him starting in Denver ever, though. Like, you know, the defense is great, but we've talked about it a lot. He's not not a lot of size there, even if just to slide him up at the two. He's also not really a perimeter shooter. I mean, maybe he develops into one. He's certainly a scorer, but he's not one of the elite touch guys um, from outside. And so, you know, does this really fit fill any of Denver's needs? And if you're sort of moving on from Monte to get him, in fact, you might actually sort of be creating some. So really? Maxi is a better, a considerably better player. It just it, it isn't exactly like a oh we need this because he fills this role. I think Denver has plenty of scoring. And, and the problem is he is probably a two because I don't think he has that great of vision. So I don't think you can right. put him as your like lead ball handler. Right. Like, so he's a small two. Ball on ball, so he's a small two. It's a, it's a it's a rough one. I would be okay, but not too excited. Eric, you can always feel free to hop in here, but I'm gonna keep yeah. moving. Oh, well, I was gonna say yeah. Well, for two thoughts. Number one, I would make a Maxi Minor shirt the very first day that he arrives. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Now got, I'm in. Now I'm in. That's he's a got, great right. shirt. Oh my. Move him up got, the board. Move him up the board. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got interesting hair. Hair, which is another plus in my book. He does have um, hair. It is hilarious to me that all, like, every person that we're, like, the only role that we're talking about with every move, it's like Coming all the backup point. We'll it's budget. like Monte Morris is on, like, full. Uh, full assault. It's like every here's, why like, here's why I'm going to keep throwing Monte in, guys. I just think he's going to cost too much. So Denver is in the moment. I think they have to sure. decide I, on Monte. He's really good. I just, I, I, you might have to start planning for a future that doesn't include him. In fact, I would say that's very likely. But it's just, he's, it's he's also the only guy who's in like the three million to five million with his salary, like that type of range. That's the perfect guy to throw into trades. Like MPJ is kind of in that too, but he's obviously not getting thrown into deals. Like Monte's the, the salary that can be easily moved. Yeah, it, it's just it's just telling like the type of players that are available to us when the person that we keep talking about is Monte Morris, like the backup point. You know, it's like we're not talking about like adding a starter. We're, we're not looking yeah. at like it's just like well, does it? How does that work with one of our two backup point cards? Right. Um, what about Monte in twenty two for Poku? For Poku, this is everybody's fan favorite, the Poku <laughs> one, Monte in twenty two. I don't know if that gets it done again, but are you happy with that with that deal? It's weird because Monte is a piece that gets you where you want to go this year. Poku's yeah. not, but maybe Poku's really worth uh, you know, maybe he turns out to be something great. Eric, you know about Poku. Tell me your thoughts first. Yeah, I mean Poku is like uh I, I just Is he real? Or is he just Well like first off, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know that he's real. I did watch uh, a fair amount of Poku highlights and I was I I came away with being like all right, that's like a big, tall guy that uh, throws a lot of things out of bounds, missed a lot of shots. Like, I, I get it. Like, he's a big, tall guy, and then he can dribble, sort of, and, and he attempts interesting passes, uh, many of which are not completed. Um, I don't know. He's a young guy. Like, I, I, I see potential. I, I'd be... I'd be a little bit uh, hesitant to get rid of Monte Moore. I mean, that that's that is one bird in the hand, two in the bush situation, right? Yeah. Uh, it is trading like the most known commodity on your team for the least, for, like, right. the least known <laughs> so thing funny. in the draft. Yeah, but so true. I do want to agree with Adam that like trading Monte is going to be something we talk about all year, not and not because anyone's eager to do it, but right. Like you, there's a world, a very realistic world we're probably living in it in which Monte 
um, is gone eventually, yeah. whether they trade him or not. So like that that deal could also be you trading two rotation players right now for somebody who could maybe be a rotation player like right, in two yeah. years yeah. because Monte's a rotation guy. The guy who got twenty two could play next season. Poku's not going to play for you know two years. I like I like that you, get, you you the way you phrased it. Vote made me think of Monte as like a really nice like uh, IRA with a good solid return and Poku being like ten thousand scratchers. You're like you know what you might you might win really big with these scratchers. Right, you right, never right, know. Right, right. Um, but all right, let's move on to the next one. I don't, I don't even you have to. This is one guy whose name I actually don't have yet. Zeke Nanji. Now here's why I bring. I think I'm saying that right. The reason I'm bringing him up is he is starting to pop up on a bunch of mock drafts. And I'm not saying that means Denver's going to take him, but sometimes that is how it works out. Where it's like okay, there's intel coming in that he's the guy, six foot eleven center out of Arizona. Great offensive player, has great offensive upside as a player. Can she has a really beautiful looking shot, has some post game, he's got some such. Not a great defender, inside or outside. It's not just that he's not a great perimeter defender, he's also not a good interior defender. Um, but his name's Barton to be attached. Harrison, walk me through this. Uh, cool name, cool hair. Um, not <laughs> a huge in. fan though. For me, he seems like he's definitely a, a step below the group of bigs we've been talking about. Like the Isaiah Stewart's, the Xavier Tillman's, the Precious Achua's, the Jalen Smith's. He, he seems like he's a clear step below those guys. Uh, but yet, like you said, I mean, he's somebody that keeps popping up in these mock drafts potentially at 22. Um, didn't shoot threes in college, but I like his jumper. It seems like he's going to be able to shoot them at the NBA level. Good athlete, can run the floor, can go get a lob, good finisher inside. But you really wonder about his defense. And, like, he's not a playmaker or a passer either. Um, <laughs> he Here's a crazy stat. He only blocked 28 shots in 32 games. He's 6'11", but averaged less than one block a game for Arizona last season. That would be a red flag for me. But, I mean, he is somebody that keeps getting mocked to Denver. Uh, yeah, and you guys know how I feel about. Um, there's a lot of guys who have great shooting mechanics, but the but their shots don't go in. The Wesley uh, Johnson All Stars, man, the most beautiful yeah. shot from a non-shooter I've ever seen. A Zeke is an early candidate, guys. Didn't shoot a ton. Shot 29% from three. So I like the idea of someone who could be a stretch five, maybe even should be a stretch five. But to this point, it actually hasn't been one. Uh, I don't. He's, he's a big who's not dominant on the boards, and as Harrison just pointed out, can't protect the rim. Um, Dope. This would just he be like such a <laughs> such he a, seems like a draft thrift store uh, thrift store version Jalen Smith for me. I was just gonna say that, maybe not that word for word. But yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that Jalen Smith looks like a, like a large version of Urkel with his glasses too. So I'd rather have him. I think if if we draft Naji. I might have to play the sad music. <laughs> this would be a roll oh, down no. for me. <laughs> Although Zeke, if you're out there listening, I can't wait to have invited you. on the show. I did hear though. Ready for it? Great background. Great background. Oh, <laughs> for a great background. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. High character. <laughs> it volunteers at a puppy shelter, guys. You guys, he's just incredible. I heard he's uh, like a musician or something too. Uh, interesting yeah. guy. Talking me into this guy. Talking me into him. <laughs> Can he play what? You know, what, what are we doing here? Um, all right. What if the Nuggets lose Jeremy Grant, guys? What if? Shit. Uh, Armageddon. <laughs> are the Nuggets in position now to where they have to, like... There's one question I have psychologically with the Nuggets front office. They just lost out on Drew Holiday. I think they really wanted him. Is there the... Does Is it human nature to kind of start to, like, overextend yourself just a little bit? Because now you're like, we have to avoid the disaster. I think you do. I, I mean, they're in a really tough position if they don't bring back Jeremy Grant. Like they, they'll have two options at that point. They can go to the the a uh, uh, Mil- Paul Millsap Mason Plumley timeshare at the four next season, uh, which, which would be something. Or they could go into an underwhelming free agent market, or they could try to swing like a Kevin Love type deal. Uh, overpaying slightly for Jeremy Grant seems like a much better option than either of those two other ones to me. Yeah. yeah, I think it's near essential. I mean, there's probably a line in the sand where you go, this is a little ridiculous, but you've got to, you've got to be competitive even with sort of high end offers here. Um, unless you're just going to like draft Paul Reed and just. Post. Yeah. I was just going to say, like if we don't, if we don't resign um, Grant, 
like Jeremy Grant. Well, yeah. If, I mean, if we don't resign him, like there are a lot of players that I was looking at that reminded me of Jeremy Grant in this draft. Like, could I mean that? Yeah, to me yeah, that means the draft. Yeah. To me that would mean that uh, we get MPJ playing four. At times, like we get the timeshare comes into play, uh, then we get a backup. Like you, you can play a rookie on the on the backup squad. Well, this is. I mean, I feel like it would have the insurance plan would have been to get aggressive for Robert Covington, in my opinion. If you were to right. lose Grant, you're worried, you grab right. Rocco and you keep MPJ. Look at so sorry, Portland being worried, as aggressive but... as they were. I mean, that that to me is an L for Denver. It's not. And again, like I don't think they should have come over the top. Like Portland offered two firsts, you know, for a role player. Like yeah, they were yeah. aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just would have been my ideal outcome. Like, okay, you're not confident Grant's coming back. Maybe it's MPJ at the four and Robert Covington at the three. Um, but that's off the table now. Can you imagine the takes of Grant walks oh and the Nuggets don't end up with a trade or something like that? Oh, oh my, my God. God. They'd, they'd probably be fair. I mean, let's be honest, guys. That would be very concerning. Here's the one thing I'll say. I am lower on – I really like Jeremy Grant. I'm surprised at how much everybody in Nuggets Nation seems to really love him. I mean, I really like his fit. I think he's a great fit, but I don't – I do worry about committing too much to players that are good fits. It just uh, – you can't do that. It's really, really tough to do that. That being said, I still believe he's going to be in the 13 to $15 million range. I think that's a fair contract, and I don't think that hamstrings Denver. But – Denver might be in position now where if somebody does come over the top, they might have to match at 16, 17, 18. Um, what if they trade for Victor Oladipo, guys? His name has been out there. Um, he never asked if he could play with y'all to us. Well, yeah, it was certainly uh, – it, it's a move that would certainly appeal to the is Denver even trying to win a championship crowd? <laughs> it's certainly a, a move that would get get those guys going. So I, I see this comment. You get, Jeremy Grant didn't shoot forty percent from three coming out like coming into the NBA. That was a skill that he added to his game, and even he had weird shot mechanics early on and has changed them. So, I mean, there are players that I think fit that bill in this specific draft. Um, you know, Patrick Williams. Maybe we talked about Paul Reed. I mean, there's there's a handful of other guys. Precious Achua. You know, there's certain guys that have athletic forward bodies that maybe could become shooters the way that Jeremy Grant did. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, he um, was a great player though. I will say like I, once he got like when he was like really uh, allowed to shine, um, I was really impressed with him until he got hurt. Well, the comment section disagrees oh, with you. Well, I, 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 no. I, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't read that comment before I opened my <laughs> stupid mouth. <laughs> Oladipo did have a very phenomenal year though. It is he did. He was awesome. That he hasn't maybe totally bounced back and sometimes almost seems at odds with the team in which he's on. Like that was a very good Pacers team. You'd hope to add him back to and he'd be just as good. He has, he's not quite like Gary Harris because he's above, he was, his peak was a lot higher, but he did have a little bit of a Gary Harris trajectory where he was really good. And that's what you're remembering. Last few, both injured slash hasn't come back totally from it. But I mean, nothing screams high character guy like abandoning your teammates, not refuting the, board, <laughs> yeah, then the highest an of Etsy ch- uh, chalkboard uh, <laughs> graphic on your Instagram. So, yeah, I think Oladipo carries with him a lot of risk both on and off the court. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say no. It's just risky, man. That guy's coming off an injury. And yeah, the is, injury thing is weird. And talking yeah. to people like, they don't know how he's going to bounce back from this thing. Well, and he's, also, a, he's a risky guy to give up a lot for. I've also heard that he's no better than a uh, garbage can you buy at Home Depot. I've also heard the background on Oladipo is is sketchy. Not great. Not great. Fantastic singer, though. We have to I have to give it to him. Uh, all right, Spencer, did we all add one here? Denver trade. I mean, what would they have? What, how, do you, how do you acquire Dinwiddie on this? Let's look at that contract, actually. I, was he? Uh, I, can't him. I mean, just the fact that we talked about Nets, him so much, like three. Didn't months, he's under ago, contract but, for for a couple years here? But the, um, don't the Nets like aren't like every penny? He's making about Nets. twelve mil a year, <laughs> yeah, and like, then, all their cap goes to three guys. He's got a player option on twenty one, twenty two. So he's got next about, year and a player option. Okay, yeah, it'll be eleven hmm. and twelve mil. So you're looking, at a, uh, you're looking he's at not, a Barton, Barton swap, perhaps, yeah. or you know something else of that nature. He, he's not as good of a shooter as Barton is. Um, he, he's more of like in a point guard mold as compared to a wing. Um, I think he'd be really nice coming off the bench, but uh, I, I don't. I just don't know if I see the fit. Hmm. All right, is that? I guess that's it for the. the game. For that's one. all we got, in Spencer. Oh, hey, I um, love there's it. been yeah. a lot of Kelly Oubre questions. Yeah, the oops. Because everybody, Why? it's it's because Houston, <laughs> Houston's. In, well, he, Kelly Oubre's good. I like Kelly Oubre a lot, so I I get it. Um, 
I, I don't, I'm not saying I, I like the deal, but I think it's a fair question to ask. I mean, we've talked about a bunch of guys that I think are worse fits. Aren't there some, isn't there some sort of rule like you can't trade somebody, then just trade them right again? Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's also, he just went to Oklahoma City here. So, um, I don't, so I don't know. We'll see. Tomorrow's going to be interesting though, guys. Again, I really encourage you to check us out five o'clock. We're going to be live from the DNVR office and studios over at the DNVR bar. It's going to be great. We're going to have George Carl on. We're going to have Mike Singer. We're going to have Matt Moore, Dave DeFore from the Athletic. We're going to have all, all kinds of guests coming in. And then, of course, we're going to be covering the draft our way. If you like the show and you're watching, I assume that you do. It's going to be this style of show for the NBA draft. It's not going to be stuffy. We're going to be talking about the players as they come in, giving you our takes on them and the Denver Nuggets perspective. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to have a good time. And uh, I hope we get to play some funky music tomorrow as the draft is happening. Nothing would make me happier than to get the funky music. Poku, I think that's funky music, right? Mm. Um, Paul Big Reed, time he's getting music. I'm playing we should put that on the big Paul board. Reed comes out. Yeah, the funky music. We should uh, we should denote funky music caliber selects on the big I love board. it. We might have to adjust it for that. We're gonna have fun, guys. Um, so thanks everybody for tuning in. We're gonna be back again tomorrow. Don't forget, check out all of our draft player profiles up, up on the DNVR.com. There's all kinds of great ones there. And then of course join the DNVR Discord if you're a member and get the chat going with all of our other members. Really good chat. It's like Twitter that doesn't suck. That's what it's like yeah. in the Discord. It's really cool. <laughs> it's um, smart takes only on the Discord. Smart, smart takes, takes only, only, baby. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. We're gonna see you tomorrow. Maybe you just moved to Denver or the greater Denver area. Maybe you're looking for a new dentist. Check out the good folks over at Green Mountain Dental Group. A lot of us here at DNVR go to them to get our dental work done from getting wisdom teeth pulled to just your routine cleaning or getting a cavity filled. It's a great experience. Can't recommend them any more than we do already. Great people, they're great at what they do. They care about their clients. They'll even check up on you after you just had a cleaning or a cavity filled. They'll ask you how your experience was. I appreciate that out of my dentist. I've never had that from any other dentist I've previously gone to. And they will also hook it up for DNVR listeners with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. One of the coolest perks that any of our advertisers give out to the DMVR community here on the DMVR podcast network, a free sonic ear toothbrush, a top of the line electric toothbrush. That's going to last you a very long time. All you got to do is schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with green mountain dental group.